Get motivated. Get qualified. Get started today. It's time to put in the learning, the labbing, the time to get ahead in your career. David Bumble coming to you from South Africa. You're listening to the David Bumble Networking Podcast. Another long day at Cisco Live in Barcelona. We discuss all things networking, CCNA, CCNP, CCIE, Python, automation, the books, the exams, the future, your career. Really happy to introduce you to Catherine. Hi, I'm Catherine McNamara. I work at Cisco as a cybersecurity systems engineer. We talk to the authors. I'm going to call again with Hank Preston. I'm actually here in Ireland meeting with some of our sandbox engineering team. The experts. The boss of DevNet with us. Suzy, welcome. Thank you. The leaders. Yusuf Paiji. I'm the certifications program manager. And people like you and me. David Bumble coming to you from Oxford in the United Kingdom. Now, here's your host, David Bumble. Hey everyone, it's David Bumble coming to you from Cisco Live in Barcelona. Really happy to introduce you to Catherine. Now, I, this is the first time I've met Catherine. Uh, I, in, in person, yes, that's a good point. I, um, I saw her post something on LinkedIn and she's got a really nice story that I'd like to share. But Catherine, you introduce yourself properly. Uh, hi, I'm Catherine McNamara. I'm, I work at Cisco as a cybersecurity systems engineer and um, I also run, co-organize a uh, large study group for Cisco, Cisco study group called Router God. So if you ever look on meetup.com, it's on there as well. And I have a blog called networknode.com um, or network-node.com. Yeah, I mean, I've seen some of your articles. They're really good. I th- um, but the one I want to start with today is you've got to tell me the story because I saw you post on LinkedIn that, that 10-year thing where 10 years ago, and I don't want to spoil it, you'll have to go through this, uh, through you know the detailed explanation of how you went from where you were 10 years ago to where you are today. Yeah, no problem. Um, so I was in my mid-20s at the time, and I was working entry-level uh, customer service type jobs, and I always knew I wanted to get into IT. Um, computers were a thing I was really into, like, all through uh, high school, but I always thought that um, you'd have to get a computer science degree. I was horrible yeah. at math, and it was one of those things that, like, life got in the way, and I just didn't go to school, and... Um, Sometime around the time I was like 25, like uh, 26, the uh, 2008 you know, crash happened, and I was kind of at the end of my limit as far as life was concerned. Like I, I was, uh, I didn't have a place to live. I was uh, couch crashing. Um, I, I didn't have a car at first. Uh, ended up working like a, you know, $12 an hour job to, you know, to get a, the crappiest car possible that would break down like every other week. And you were homeless, basically. Yeah, pr- pretty much. Uh, I didn't have, I like, a couple of weeks I was actually homeless, but then I, you know, I found a friend who would let me couch crash. Um, and then um, I went in for a customer service job interview, and I had mentioned that I wanted to get into school um, uh, for for IT, and the um, owner of this company, small company, was like, okay, I'm not going to hire you for customer service. I'm going to hire you to help our, 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 uh, our uh, IT manager. And um, it wasn't a great, great paying bo- job. It was like $12.50 an hour. You know, I live in California, which is wow. one of the most expensive, and LA area, so it's one of the most wow. expensive places in the US. And uh, so twelve fifty an hour was basically like, you barely get a rent to pay and like a room for rent, and I, I had no extra money. So what I ended up doing is I, I was like, okay, if I'm getting this experience and I'm gonna 
have the chance to do something and like get into the career I want. Obviously I can't move up that far here, so I need to study and learn more. So the only way to do that was to get a second job and I ended up getting a second job as a security guard, which, uh, which offers somewhat flexible hours at nighttime. So I was literally working eight to five, going, driving home to uh, crashing from uh, six to you know, 10, going back to work from 11 to, se to seven uh, as a security guard. Like the whole night, yeah? Yeah, but the good thing was, even though it wasn't, oh, sorry. No, it was no, no, wasn't a uh, high paying job, it was, uh, gave me time to study. So I, yeah. I, I got through my A plus, my network plus, and my security plus Love all, this all through that year and um, I ended up say saying okay I've learned everything I can at this this day job and it's just getting exhausting working 80 hours a week so I'm gonna try to see if I can get to the next level so I ended up applying for like a contract position that was opening up um, at a hospital system near me and I ended up getting like doubling my pay instantly and and they would actually offer tuition reimbursement so I was what, what certification did you have when you when, when you got that job uh, I just the three I mentioned yeah. but I was starting a study like my MCSE and um, and since they offered tuition reimbursement, I was like, I found a uh, an online school that basically was below the tuition reimbursement amount, and they offered free certifications with their degree. So oh, wow. I started studying, uh, and it was like an IT security degree, so it had a lot of like security-centric certifications. So um, while I was studying uh, in school, like one of the last classes was a net, uh, CCNA class, which also included getting certified at the end. And I fell in love with networking at that point. I was like, I was like gung ho on security, but I also <laughs> fell in love with networking. So I was like. Okay, I'll give this a try. Um, I'm actually pretty good at it, at like at least labbing it up. And so the next job, after I was done with my degree, I, I got done with it in record time. I was basically like, let's find a contracting job that'll just give me experience, like with solid networking. So I jumped into that uh, a job that also doubled my salary at that point. Uh, so it was even better, and I got my hands on everything. I got my hands on security, wireless. Like I, you know, the amazing thing was. It was an all-you-can-eat uh, uh, buffet of learning, as long as like you're willing to do it. And that company was just like, "Oh, somebody wants to take over our wireless? Okay. Um, you want to learn ice? Okay." Wow. So I kind of uh, jumped into the deep end of the pool. And even though like I felt like I had imposter syndrome the whole entire like the whole six, first six months, um, you know, just I think that. Uh, the reason why they hired me and the reason why I did so well is not because I sat there and tried to inflate my credentials. I didn't say, oh, I'm going into this knowing everything. Yeah. But I was like, look, you give me something to learn, I will study, I will take the extra time and learn. And I think that um, in my time since then, it's been a lot of years, but um, since then, when it comes to like interviewing people, because I'm at the exact opposite uh, where I, I actually help my boss interview people for technical roles now, I look at, uh, I don't look at as much at experience anymore. I look at, is that person willing to learn? Because yeah. you can't train ambition. Yeah, you, and um, yeah. and that, that's what my first, you know, network engineered boss saw in me. And then every job I've taken since then until, you know, even to the network security role that I'm in now with, as a cybersecurity engineer, um, I think that the fact that I've always been willing to learn is always something that kind of makes anyone stand out. And uh, for anyone who's actually watching this, uh, that, that's the thing. Like, if you get into a job in, uh, interview, don't try to inflate, inflate what you know. I would always say, look, I may, this is how much I know. Um, if, if someone asked me a like a technical question that I didn't know, I would go home after the interview and email them after I, I like, researched it. Because it shows that I'm actually willing to take that extra step. Great advice.
Yeah, and if you show that you're actually just like, look, I, this is how far I, I've gotten so far. I just need experience. You'd be amazed how many employers would be willing to give a give you a chance. That's amazing. So, I'm a bit slow. So let me get this right. You were you were working a day job, then you were doing security at night. I think you said in your post you were sleeping four hours a night or something crazy and you were losing a lot of weight because you weren't eating properly stuff like that yeah it was uh, at that point in time i was only able to afford probably like two meals a day so and it was always like the the dollar menu at del taco and if you i don't know if you guys have del taco out here no. it's like it's like the cheaper version of taco bell so uh it's pretty bad and so i was i was uh Barely, barely making it, but like it was like a rough year, but it was worth it in the end because sometimes you have to kind of put some sacrifice for to, to get what you want out of life. And I know that some people don't have that option of working two jobs. Honestly, you know, I, I feel for people who have like kids or a spouse and they're not able to, to put the do the same thing. At that point, I would say, um, you know, I kind of like try to beast mode and do as much as much as I could in a consolidated period of time. But if you don't have that opportunity to work extra hours, what I would say is get involved in communities like uh, like uh, study online study groups. Uh, you know, it's not always easy if you're working a non-IT job or if, even sometimes when you're working an IT job to find people who will who will encourage you to to study more and learn more, even get certified. And the the reality is, if you if you kind of put yourself around the kind of pe uh, if you surround yourself with the pe people that will motivate you, you'll You'll, you find you work harder and you, you get more motivated. And that's kind of what I always try to do in any, in both my you know, business social life and uh, you know, even when I'm working. I try to surround myself by, by positive influences. And you know, I, honestly, I love it when I work with people smarter than me because yeah, always, there's always something like I can learn off of them. Exactly. So you've got you've to give me that tagline again. You can't train ambition, I think is what you said. That's true. Yeah, you, you definitely can't train ambition. Um, I, I've met a lot of people who've been like in the industry for like 20 years, and they've they, they think they know everything, or they've they've learned as much as they want, and they they're at this point they're they're on cruise control. And then I've met people who have been you know they're basically at that point they're they're. They don't have 20 years of experience. They have one year of experience 20 times. And then I've met people who have five years of experience, but they're they've learned so much more than the people I've met. You know, who are 10 who have had experience for 10 years. So it really, you know, experience is is important. Having that on your resume, but at the same time, um, it's not everything. No. It, it's what you did with that experience. Yeah. I, I, sorry, I really like that. I did a video. Um, about experience is overrated. I mean, I've been in this game a long time. I remember learning about ISDN circuits. Um, you know, all the old stuff that's kind of irrelevant today. And I like what you said. That's five five years of experience could be one year repeated. Did you want to say something, sorry? No, I was going to say uh, it's not only that technology changes, but it's the fact that like. In our industry, uh, even job titles are so fluid. Like I've seen people who do uh, like like they architect like great networks and build them, and they have like a network admin role. And then I've seen people sometimes with network ad, uh, architect yeah. roles who do nothing but paperwork all day. Yeah. You know, so uh, uh, it really do, like it's not as much as important with job title. It's what you're doing your your day job and how much you're learning with it and if you're actually willing to learn that's why like somebody who's eager to learn and willing to like hit the ground running even if they have no like if they're just a ccna if if 
I feel like that they, they have that that kind of ambition that they're just going to take as much, like they're going to eat, they're going to learn as much as they can, then I'm more willing to give them a chance than somebody who's like, yeah, I know everything, I, I don't need to learn anything else. So, I mean, that's brilliant. So I wanted to... I wanted to ask you two things, and let's uh, hopefully, hopefully we'll have enough time. Is like you hiring people, and you gave some tips for hiring. Do you have any more tips for someone who, who you know, if they want to go for a job interview, what are you looking for? You know, what would you advise? So I only do the technical part of the That's interviews. Fine. I'm not a, a technically manager, but I'm I help out with ma- my management for that and for the last like couple jobs. I honestly look for someone who looks like they're going to enjoy the job, not someone who thinks that it's like slave labor and something that they have to to do. Someone who feels passionate about technology, uh, that that ambition that they, they love learning, that they got into this because this is something they truly want to do, not just because they're trying to, to I mean, pay is important and obviously you would hope if you you respect your employees you pay them a good salary but not somebody who's just kind of like looking for to make a dollar more an hour and that's the only reason they're making the jump um and and honestly uh you don't see it as much you usually see people who have a lot of credentials but maybe they you know when you start quizzing them on it or you like start whiteboarding like you see very quickly that there's huge gaps in their their uh, knowledge and then i meet some other people who have like like less certifications than those like senior folks but they've retained it all because they're always practicing and they're always labbing they're they're always trying to keep it fresh in their mind yeah that's something that's something else i saw on one of your i think on your on your on your blog i think where you say keep on labbing you know keep labbing because you do a lot of labs yeah uh partly because it's actually important for my job but even then like bef- uh even when i made this jump to like cisco um I, I kind of told myself, like, I don't want to get rusty technically. Like, it, I always find ways to to get hands-on and uh, put myself in front of the technologies. Because to me, it's, uh, you know, it, you know, I, I'm not looking to get into a management position. And, and for me, it's like, it gives me the most options to keep, keep that stuff fresh in my head. But even if I wasn't at Cisco, like... Um, I don't necessarily need to lab the stuff that's like antiquated or out of date, but like it's good to at least have that understanding of the technology because you never know when you're going to, it's like a Swiss army knife. You never know when you're going to need that technology to, you know, pull out of your pocket and fix a problem or solve a business objective. I I think that's, I mean, it's fantastic advice. I mean, to me, like just listening to you, it's amazing. I think you've got two CCIEs now. Yeah. Uh, CCIA security and CCIA data data center. One day, probably route and switch as well. But uh, I I've, I promised my spouse I would take a break. So uh, <laughs> it was like four years of like solid studying for both those uh, for both C- to get both of those CCIEs. Um, but um, when it comes to like studying, like I like any certification I got, I just kind of dug in and labbed it up. Tried and if I could apply it to my job, I would. But I wouldn't just arbitrarily try to fit a square peg in a, a round hole but as I found like myself studying it made me a better engineer um, I that first networking job I can think of like I went in as a CCNA and um, I studied for my CCMP during during the uh, while I was studying for the job and you know I learned about EM applets and there was like ended up being a problem that I could solve with it and I was like oh this is great like here's how I would do it I labbed it up I use like GNS3 or anyone likes using EVNG that's also another uh, free emulator out there that you can use as well um, but like just being able to replicate it or you know f- yeah like physical labs as well DMVPN is also one like where I, like I was learning about it studying about it on the on the side and then suddenly like 
you know, our CIO c came to us that we needed like redundancy at every site and how would we achieve this and like DMVPN actually fit, fit the objectives. So it, you know, just being able to like learn and pick, pick things up like that and seeing how it could, how it could, how it can work to fix a, a business or technical problem is, is pretty fascinating and always was fun to me. I'm so glad to be able to speak to you. I mean, it, it, it's just great to hear stories like this, and I hear a lot of them. This is a fantastic story. So let's switch gears. I had a lot of questions about security, and I'm not a CCIE in security. I'm route switch. So a lot of you were asking about, you know, is security a good job? Is there a future being a security engineer? Um, how should you study for security? So do you want to just talk about that? You know, what would you recommend? So as far as security is concerned, yes, it's a really good uh, job uh, uh, to get right now. Um, there's a lot of avenues in security, though. So be aware, there's everything from like reg the regulatory audit perspective. There's pen testing. There's network security. There's a lot of avenues. That whole cybersecurity broad field is it covers like you know multiple career paths. Now the thing is, I, I know about the, the United States a little bit more, but um, with the US, there's a negative uh, negative uh, uh, unemployment rate in terms of like jobs, uh, cybersecurity jobs in, in most, in most uh, uh, IT hubs. So there's a lot of growth in that, there. And I think that with more regulation and the cost of breaches and you know more bad actors out there, that, that field's gonna grow. Um, now the thing I would say is, there's not just one way to jump into it. Like, it's, you know, you don't have to go get a computer science degree and learn programming and like disseminate malware to get into cybersecurity. You could also get into network security. You can get into pen testing. It just varies wildly. Um, what I would say is to look into the di different IT security jobs that are out there. Like, what what branch you, that seems most interesting that you could see yourself doing for 20 years and then start chasing after the things that would get you in there. There's a lot of also conf like security conferences out there where you can meet like-minded like folks. If you wanted to go to like more of the professional one, there's uh, professional ones, there's like RSA, um, there's security meetups like all around the country. Like if you look at meetup.com, uh, you can f just look for like inf you know, InfoSec or like security, you know, IT security meetings. You'll probably find them in any major uh, city near you. Um, if you're looking for like some of more of the, you know, black hat type of stuff, like DEF CON is really cheap to go to if you can get to Vegas, Las Vegas. It's one of the biggest hacker conventions in the world. And yeah. and uh, there's both professionals and <laughs> bad people there. Uh, it, it's a mix. Uh, oh, the only advice I'd say is if you're going to go there, turn off your cell phone, don't turn on Wi-Fi on your laptop, turn off all Bluetooth items. And uh, and if you have any pacemakers or insulin pumps that uh, have Wi-Fi or Bluetooth, mm, steer clear of the bio, uh, bio uh, hacking village. Wow. But uh, it's, there's a lot of good professionals there. The, the funny thing is the uh, guy who introduced me to Cisco wanted to get, get me hired. I met him at DEF CON uh, originally. Oh, wow. Yeah. He was uh, in line with me for like the badge, and I was like, I, I saw his bl uh, black hat. in line with you. Yeah. I saw his black hat bag, and I was like, oh, that's really cool. Like, we're, you know. It was like a really cool one that year. And he ended up giving me his card and I, I added him on LinkedIn and we stayed in touch over the years. That's amazing. That's amazing. I mean, if you just network, opportunities come. Yeah, I mean, even if you're sorry, not, oh, sorry. even if you're not at a company, I would say have print out business cards and like distribute them at those meetings because you never like add people on LinkedIn, use those professional social medias uh, um, to try to, 
you know, increase your reach. Try to, to interact with them and like, or comment on their posts, like, you know, appropriately, of course, but it's a good way to kind of get your name out there and get people, uh, you know, when they have openings show up, you know, and also chart your progress. Like, hey, I just passed the CCIA or CCNA security, things like that. So people get to see that you're, you're progressing and, and those people that you meet up with, if they have an opening that they might have, uh, they might uh, need someone to fill, they'll see that you've been progressing and yeah. that you're looking. I mean, that's great advice. I mean, like you're talking about like updating your LinkedIn profile, stuff like that. So people know that you, you're getting ahead. You're not just stagnant. Okay. So let's talk about Cisco. Um, I believe the CCI security um, exam changed about a year ago or something. Um, yeah, like a year and a half, uh, year and a half ago. Yep. So can you talk us through the certifications? Sorry, uh, with the one mic story, but can you talk us through the certifications and how would you... Do you have any recommendations of how someone should tackle that, like CCNA, CCMB, CCIE? Very hard questions, but... So uh, I believe the CCNA security has a book out for it now. So uh, they updated it recently. When I took the CCIE security, or when I started studying for it, uh, the CCNA security was actually still out of date. So I was like, I'm skipping this, whatever. But it act they actually updated it while I was studying for the IE security. So um, I don't know if there's books out there for, for the C all the CCNA security, unfortunately. So it's... Yeah, don't. It, it's a... It, it, it's you might have to like kind of mix uh, and my advice is when studying for certifications in general try to mix uh, mix vendors or mix uh, mix uh, uh, content because like for me I've never read one book and just ha like was able to pass an exam I've had to use videos Udemy videos uh, INE like I had to mix my uh, my uh, content up because there's no way that like one book had it all even if it's the official one I've seen that like yeah. it doesn't usually cover I'm everything because that, that was one of the comments yeah it's it's true I mean like I, I couldn't even I, I, t I had to read like three different books for CCNA route so or CCMP route so um it's true, it, it, and it's kind of like how they uh, separate duties. Like they have the people that are writing the content, and they have the people producing the exams. Yeah. And there's certain r regulatory reasons why they can't mix because they can't. So they only see the objectives that as they're laid out, and sometimes it's kind of up to the author how much they're going to dig into it in a book. So. My advice is if you're trying to, to really learn it, try to reinforce with like a, a, some, some other material, whether it's like a video, like a really in-depth video series or uh, another book. It, that usually worked for me. That's great. And as far as CCIE security is concerned, any, well, actually any CCIE, if you do decide to go into to get a CCIE, just going to tell you right now, one vendor or one book is not going to cut it. It's, it's, CCIE is kind of like... It, there, here's the CCNA, and then the, here's the CCMP, and then here's the CCIE of how much studying you, you have to do. So it's usually like anywhere from like 10 to 20 books, videos, 1,000 hours of labbing. So just be prepared for that if you decide to go for a CCIE. And uh, if you have a spouse, you, spouse buy-in is like required. Very much so. Um, and expect that probably every day it's going to be like three to five hours of studying at least. So, I mean, fantastic story. And thanks so much for sharing advice with all of us. It's no, scared everyone out. No, 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 not at all. I think it's, your advice is brilliant. So, you know, in your journey, have you got any like parting thoughts or wisdom or things that you've learned that you wish you'd known 10 years ago? Uh, Hard one. 
I wish, actually, I do wish I had known where I was. Uh, I mean, I think this is everybody wishes like they had started earlier. Um, I wish I had known that like I could have gotten an IT degree or worked my way up on certifications instead of like sitting into, from like the age of 18 to like 26, 25 and, you know, doing not really progressing. I think I was really discouraged because I, you know, I grew up in the uh, 90s in Silicon Valley and uh, like CS degrees were like pretty much the big thing. And I, I, I got really discouraged thinking that the, I had to have a computer science degree. And since I suck at math, um, I was pretty much like SOL. But um, yeah, I wish I'd started earlier. And I think there's a lot of certifications I took along the way. Part of it was for school. Part of it was because like I arbitrarily thought that like you had to know this stuff. And I realized that like if I had I could have probably saved myself a lot of effort and money if I'd been a little bit more concise and like knew where I was going. But it's kind of like asking a kid like or somebody like and expecting them to know what they wanted to be when they grow up. Sometimes career paths change and you can't really predict it. So I don't beat myself up so so much for that. Yeah. But I do wish I had like started earlier. Uh, but, you know, I wonder where I would have been if I had like had 10 more years on this. Uh, exactly. So, Catherine, tell me about Router Gods because you're quite heavily involved in that. What is it and like, what is it about? And you, I think there's some interesting things that you do there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's not m the group that I started. It actually was started by Humphrey Chung. He's in the, the group and he's our uh, benevolent di dictator, as we call him. Um, but we it's a free community that basically like a large study group and everything from Cisco certifications, Microsoft, VMware, whatever. It's all... You know, it's just a community that we try to tr uh, give back to, uh, train people as much as we can. But we also do job advice. Uh, if someone goes into our job and career chat and basically posts their resume with, you know, personal information redacted, we'll go ahead and, like, review and give advice. Um, we also do mock interviews. Um, if anyone has a job open at their company that they're looking for, they'll po we'll post in there as well. So uh, a lot of people have gotten jobs through Router Gods. Um, we also, like, uh, you know... We've also um, uh, tried to network between each other. So, if, you know, there's a lot of, like, cross-training cross, cross training and cross-jobs uh, in there. Like, we've had people leave from, one, like, one member's uh, uh, company to another. So oh, wow. it's it's pretty interesting. But um, if anyone wanted to join, there's never a, uh, a cost uh, or anything associated. And we also try to do, like, things to give back to, like, newer people in uh, the industry. So one of the things we, we started doing, like, a couple of years ago is we start a GoFundMe every year. And we basically say, okay, we're going to let the community vote for somebody who doesn't have a CCIE and doesn't work at Cisco. And they're going to donate to this and... and uh, basically somewhat give someone the opportunity who's never been to Cisco Live and new in the field to go there. And it's, it's optional, but we, we've sent a couple people to Cisco Live uh, in the last, over the last couple of years who've just to network and like try to, to, to uh, get a job in the field. So just kind of things that we, we do as part of Router Gods. It's, we do it on our free time, but since we have like over 2,000 members, a lot of people jump in and help each other out. We have everything from like people who are still working help desk to like people who have like three or four CCIEs. Well, that's brilliant. Thanks so much for sharing that. How can people connect with you or follow you? Have you got Twitter? You know, can you just list, you know, social media or, you know, where people can find you? Yeah, if you go to network-node.com, uh, my Twitter's linked on there, my LinkedIn as well. Um, and then uh, if you go to meetup.com forward slash router gods, 
we have a study group. Um, it's for everyone from like pre-CCNA to CCIE. Um, we do meetups. We have sometimes have trainers do like free boot camps. We have a YouTube video, and we also have a chat where uh, where uh, we all like interact and do like hangout and like labbing and stuff. Catherine, I want to really thank you so much. This was done really quickly. So, everyone, I again just want to thank Catherine for sharing her wisdom, and I mean, what a story! And you know. No, it was great. It was great. It's, you know, stories like this are so inspirational. So, again, thanks so much. All the very best. Thanks for joining us on today's podcast. Be sure to visit David's YouTube channel at David Bumble, where you can subscribe and watch all of his videos. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. Catch you next time on the David Bumble Networking Podcast. All the best. Take care.